1: Second hour Light the Tower here on the Horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer Cameron Parker alongside as well. How about we do a magazine giveaway right now? How about be the fourth caller? 512-447-3776. Number four caller to get a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, the 2023 edition. Be the fourth caller. 512 447 Four seven you'll pick up a copy of dave campbell's texas football magazine a reminder still giving away copies online as well folks have asked are they still going to do the magazine after you guys are gone? i don't know the answer to that and then other folks have said what any word you don't want the new lineup i don't know the answer to that <laughs> we're jeff and i live in short time short timerville right now so we're just we're we're doing yep. our job as good company employees and finishing
2: out. As I said, our, when, our time. When I, when I leave the building on Tuesday after I record the blitz, there's no plans for me to come back as of right now. So,
1: there's that's there, all. That's all I know. Uh, so that's uh, all
2: I know to be true and factual.
1: Yeah. So um, we've told you everything we know up to, the, to this point, and so I can tell you uh, that uh, we're giving away copies all this week anyway, and up through next Tuesday. Uh, so we'll do that. Um uh cleanup from hour number one. Victor uh on the uh Specs Text line. This is break- uh, I gotta
2: read D-Fries when you're doing Yeah,
1: I saw that too. Uh breaking news on the fast food restaurant. Wendy says a new sandwich, the loaded nacho cheeseburger and a loaded nacho chicken sandwich. So Loaded nacho, cheeseburger, and like, any Any interest for you on there?
2: No, sorry. I'm just wrapped up in what D. Fry said because I believe he is 100% correct when you really think about it. Okay, read it. The fact that it is still undefeated. You can bet the farm that those gorillas are fighting over the opposing tribe's women. Okay.
1: Certainly possible. That's guarantee weird. That
2: it was... is something somehow it had to do with a woman, Craig.
1: Well, this was this was someone
2: was wrong somewhere along the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, So this is the follow up to the story I read about how tribes of silverback gorillas are warring against each other in Africa right now. Not individual battles.
2: That's not how you saw that going, though. You figured the primates would attack us, not turn on each other. First, they turn on each other.
1: They establish the dominant. Oh. Uh, that then they organize against. So then we'll have the to humanity.
2: organize the the tribes that have fallen by the wayside. that are in recovery to help us fight against the dominant species. It would have to
1: be that because if you look around the regular people, you looked at Washington lately. There's no, not going to be a consensus on anything yeah. to do that. uh For the person who said, "What's happening with the station?" Really, really. <laughs> to check check the uh over the last 2 weeks what's been going down, check the uh uh the uh, zones uh that check the uh horn's twitter check the horn's uh uh facebook page didn't you say something else too about what the horn what their
2: facebook page facebook instagram
1: instagram yeah yeah so uh, do that. So you'll you'll get all the details on
2: that. You boys want to pull together some money to bid on this Arch Manning card?
1: Now up to 30 k according
2: to CB. So, yeah.
1: So there you go. Uh, so there you go. You say, I don't work with you. If you listen to us... You would know if you've seen it's been if you've listened to us at all, you'll you'll know what's what's happening. And so so there it is. We're 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 here the, for another week. Yeah. All the shows are here for another week. And then and then you'll you can read about what's happening after that. So uh, there uh, in in uh, response to what we were talking about, about uh, Caddyshack today being 43 years ago today. Now, every time I practice shooting my rifle, freeze good for like Carl does from Caddyshack, my buddies burst out laughing. Um, so, Carl, I told you to change the holes there. The golfers get uh, take out all the golfers. Uh, excuse me, uh, you know, uh, sure, if we take out all the golfers, wouldn't it be like a... I didn't say golfers. I said golfers. Now get busy. You know, I'll take care of you, you fuzzy little foreigner. So um, there's the scene where the... Ladies are on the golf course, and he's there at the the golf ball washer. Uh, man overboard! I will teach you the meaning of the word respect. Oh, uh, bark like a dog. You're lean and mean, and not too far between, I bet either. So, all those we've been dropping all those uh, Caddyshack lines that have uh, on this 43rd anniversary of the uh, release of. Caddyshack today have done that. Um, fifty bucks says the snails kid picks his nose. And they're betting on that sort of stuff. Another of fifty says he eats it. Oh, oh man, that kid will eat anything. So, anyway. Uh, so, so, well, I won't miss you, but I will miss Chad. Hey, I will miss him, too. Hey, if I knew you, I could know if I missed you or not. But that's okay. If But I'm... <laughs> It's okay. Uh, so as Bizarro Dale Deli said, what rock have you been under? It's, everybody's raising going, dude, have you not paid attention at all to what's happening with the radio station? I'm not just being purposely rude to you. I'm, just, I'm laughing about it going, really? So anyway. so
2: uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to track down a particular football card, Craig, that I can't see and nobody seems to be able to have. Yeah. So he said, thanks for the spoiler alert.
1: Jeez, 43 years after the fact. Would, would you, point would, made. Point taken.
2: Would you like to know what it is? Yes. Just throwing it out there since we're talking about the uh, Arch Manning card. 1967 Tops football Wahoo McDaniel rookie card. Wow. For, so, what, playing for the Jets? This uh, Dolphins. I think it was this Dolphins card. Because when I was a kid and you know, I was watching wrestling, you know, my dad, who grew up on Houston wrestling, would... Uh, Take a look at the TV, yeah. Know, no who I'm watching, you know, right? Like the Macho Man or whoever, right? And he would say, "Boy, been, Wahoo McDaniel would whoop all of them." I'm like, "What?" I didn't know about Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> then, as I got older and started to read more about Wahoo McDaniel, then I'm like, "Yeah, you know, Wahoo McDaniel probably would have whooped a lot of people, no matter what era he was in." <laughs> By the way, still holds the Oklahoma school record for the longest punt. Does he really? Like 91 yards. Yep. Every, that's the only reason every year I check the OU record book to see if Wahoo McDaniel still has the punt record.
1: That's a that's a, one of those unique When you, bar,
2: when you a bar bet with that, kids, Wahoo McDaniel has the record for the longest punt in OU football history. <laughs>
1: uh, so uh, you were saying that uh, a rookie card. Uh, it would not have been 1967 because he was rookie in 1960. Right,
2: but that's his. That's when Topps publishers were put out his rookie
1: card. I see, and you're right. He was with the Dolphins in 67. Started his career with the Oilers in 60. Then the Broncos. Then the Jets. Then I think the Dolphins got him in the expansion draft that they had Perhaps. in 66 because he started in 66 actually with the Dolphins. If
2: somebody, I see, see somebody said, I think I might have it. If you have a Wahoo McDaniel rookie card, I will pay. Top dollar for it. Okay, been looking for a good copy. There so. you go. Nice. <laughs> okay, I'm on, I'm on the hunt for it. Yeah. <laughs> Since Wahoo McDaniel was my other, my dad's two favorite wrestlers were Wahoo McDaniel and Ivan Putski. Oh, so I got yeah. lots of stories about both of those guys. Jeff, yeah.
3: can I ask you a really dumb question? Go for it, Cam. Why are rookie cards so much more valuable than other cards from a player?
2: Because it's the first card produced of that particular player. In in a sense. So, like, you can get into – and it kind of the, the hobby itself determines what the rookie card is, right? Like, my, let's take Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan, everybody looks at the Jordan rookie card where they think, 86 Fleer, right? But Michael Jordan actually had cards produced, NBA cards produced before the 86 Fleer. They were the star card series, and those, like, they would give out at games, like in team sets. Mm-hmm. So you could get a Michael Jordan card, an official card – Produced before that '86 Fleer set, but the consensus is the Jordan rookie is the '86 Fleer.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm sure either one though can. That's a good. See, that's of money. the
1: problem I have with that when you talk about the rookie card because he wasn't a rookie in '86, right? So you but get, I get it for yeah. the company
2: thing. Yeah, yeah. So now it's it's and now it's changed. Like the you know, the rookie card is produced during the rookie year now. Yeah, and uh, I think really when I noticed when the, when it changed in baseball was when Upper Deck came out. Because we all know what upper deck number one was. Yeah.
1: It's Ken Griffey Jr. was That's there. right. Uh, Longhorn and Lubbock says, how about Dusty Rhodes? A Dusty Rhodes card.
2: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Well, I, I think he's just saying Dusty Rhodes is his favorite wrestler.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bizarro Dale Daly says, after this, I'll leave it alone. If you put Cam Zay and Mark Henry in a room and you had to bet the mortgage on which two could ever dunk. <laughs> Who would you bet on if that's poor Zane? I've seen,
2: I've seen video There's video evidence out there that Mark Henry has and can dunk a basketball. Yeah. And so, Cameron did it last night. So that kind of that narrows that the field there. That kind of narrows it down a little yeah. bit, doesn't it?
1: Um, Irving LAFC fan says Ivan Putzky was a security guard at Hayes High School. Yes, he was. And somebody said didn't his son play quarterback for was a running back. Uh, and he went by Bednarski, went mm-hmm. by the the name, because he was playing, like I said, in the games when I was still in college, when I was doing the North Texas games, when I was the analyst working with the great, speaking of wrestling, the great Bill Mercer.
2: Yes, the and, great Bill Mercer.
1: And North Texas played TCU four times uh, there in the 80s. Uh, won one, uh, got beat handily in two games and should have won the other one. They should have split with him. He ended up winning just one out of the four. But But he was playing. I uh, believe it was, it might have been Jason Bednarski. I'm trying to remember his name. But it was It was definitely Bednarski. He went Scott. Scott. Scott it was Scott Bednarski. That's it.
2: That's Scott putsky not a uh, Not a prominent wrestling career.
1: No, no, no. Uh, MJ from Herm want to know if you're still a fan of David Robinson.
2: I'm a huge fan of David Robinson. In my opinion, with all due respect to George Gervin, Tim Duncan, et cetera, in my opinion, the greatest spur of all time mm. is David Robinson.
1: Yeah. I know, and, and we went down this road uh, about your feelings about Tim Duncan.
2: And MJ says I have several NBA Hoops rookie cards. Yep, I do too. Got a PSA nine copy of the uh, eighty nine Hoops card number one thirty eight, where he's holding up the jersey. Love that card.
1: Mm-hmm. For the folks who asked me, uh, what did I think of the sequel of Caddyshack? <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It was as. CB pointed out, one of the worst movies ever made. I don't know that would go that far, but it wasn't good. I'll I'll just say that. Somebody
2: else mentioned one of my favorite cards. It's actually on a shelf in my office right now. 1980 Top's Ricky Henderson. It's a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan asked from one of my schools, and uh, I had, uh, had Tex-Mex, Mexican food a lot. We're talking about the school cafeteria food and the pizzas and things like that. What day
2: was your hamburger day, Craig? I forget.
1: Ours was usually... Uh, it was usually Thursday or Friday. Okay,
2: Our ham- Florence ISD Hamburger Day was Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe hmm. it's just that it, a little extra oomph you need to get over the hump.
1: I, I think ours, at one of the elementary schools I went to, it was... Hump Day and
2: Gerald, by the way, takes on a whole different meaning. We don't have time to get into that
1: right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right. Just, exactly. So. Uh, the um, One of the days, at one of the uh, elementary schools I went to, it was Thursday. The other one, they would do fish on Friday. On that.
2: Uh, the, old, the old lit?
1: Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had some of that. But I think the middle school, maybe the high school even, and I didn't eat much high school cafeteria food. Cam, I, Cam what school, was your what was your
2: hamburger day at school? I have no idea. You don't remember? No, I no. don't. No. No. Cam, I don't remember. I know
3: Fridays was pizza. Okay. i tell you that. You, okay. you got
2: that one staple food of, you know, during the week that you know you I didn't eat a lot had.
3: of the hamburgers because oh. the ones at the Charlotte Mecklen- the Mecklenburg School District were not great. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. It's unfortunate.
3: The cheese sticks, however you read the cheese sticks with the tomato uh, dipping sauce. Oh man, marinara dipping sauce.
2: I got uh, I got lunch detention one time because the uh, cafeteria ran out of cheese sticks. They were out of burgers, and then they ran out of cheese sticks, and I yelled, "Ah, horse bleep!" And the principal was standing right next to me, and she as <laughs> nicely she could, "Jeff, go sit in my office, and you'll be there tomorrow." Well, it's not my fault they ran out of stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: somebody else I'm point. Just
2: out. Gr- grab my grab my container of jungle juice and go about my way then that's
1: okay. right somebody else pointed out the wahoo mcdaniel not mcdaniels as they spell out that's kind of like from the mac brown uh tony jeffries yeah. uh, thing but it, it's mcdaniel uh used to be a bouncer uh at a wives club in corpus christi a green onion
2: sure he was uh if i was hiring a bouncer back in his prime i would i would hire wahoo mcdaniel
1: uh true story, I work with a Bednarski, Ivan's nephew. He, he's built like a wrestler as well. Yeah, I think that was that. I think it was the nephew. Was it the nephew? I think it was the nephew. Uh, Bill Mercer for World Class Championship Wrestling from the Sportatorium. Yes, my first broadcast mentor. He's ninety six years young and still uh, well, Scott, Scott shot is as a tack. Scott
2: Bednarski. Scott Bednarski is Ivan's son.
1: Okay. All right. Yes. Quarterback at Crockett, pretty good high school player, and then who like was a who was a
2: running back at TCU?
1: He was a running back at yes. TCU.
2: You work, you are correct. Uh huh. I didn't think we'd get this much Ivan Putzky and Bobby McDaniel talk in uh, this segment, but I'm yeah. very, very happy that we
1: have. Uh, CB says the go-to lunch for him at Burnett Middle School was the Frito pie and a Dr Pepper. Ooh, that uh, sounds yeah. incredible. They, they, yeah. they had Dr Pepper in schools. I know we couldn't. Man, we, we couldn't get it back then. Like I said, it was plainer or chocolate. Milk. Yeah, that, that was it.
3: Occasionally, strawberry would be around. Ooh, that was a...
1: Now, this will tell you how old I am. In my, the first elementary school I went to, when I was a real kid, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, um, you could get buttermilk if you wanted. You could get a glass oh, of rose. I know, and I, and I didn't Holy like it. Cow. Now, I love buttermilk
2: pie. Buttermilk pecan pie, yes. Yeah.
1: But not just drinking that. a glass of buttermilk, but you could get that if you wanted to. There was a charter school...
3: They were notorious in Charlotte because they had Chick Fil A on Fridays. Really? I asked my mom.
1: Went over by Myers Park, was it?
3: It was not, but uh, probably uh, you know the same type of demographic that went to Myers the high
1: Park, kind of like a West, like a Charlotte, isn't it? yeah. Drake that, May, uh, that's where it, Drake May went to high school. Yeah, and it, and uh, uh, Providence would be another one of those, I think maybe.
3: Yeah, I would say a little bit below. Okay, okay, but they're they're putting out some yeah some good athletes lately. All right. Jeff on on the Arch Manning card. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Arch has, you know, a, a great NFL career, maybe like Peyton or Eli, would his NFL rookie card be worth more than this college, I guess, freshman card?
2: Um, It's tough to say. It's tough to say because this would be the first one and it would be, I think it would just have that cachet attached to it that, like, this is the first Arch Manning card. It depends, like, you know, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example that's right up your alley, Cam. And it's different because golf cards weren't really a thing until he was off and running. So Tiger Woods technically has a rookie card that is an upper deck rookie card from the first year upper deck produced golf cards which was 2000 or 2001. But what's considered the Tiger Woods rookie card is his Sports Illustrated for Kids card that was published in 94, 95. Wow. So,
3: when he's at Stanford.
2: Yeah. So it the arts deal, I, and I don't know, it remains to be seen like, when Fanatics takes over complete and full production of NFL cards, are they going to buy some of the licenses from Panini? Or are they going to bring back some of the old Topps products, and what does that look like? So I think it's it's very much to be determined right
3: now. So are we all splitting and going in on this Arch Manning card? <laughs>
2: hey,
1: if it keeps rising, no shot at that. Uh, 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 by the way, did we have a winner of the uh, Dave Campbell? Jim Texas from Lago Vista. How about
3: Jim?
2: All right, Jim. Way to go. Congrats on that deal. Uh, the, the arch madness has slowed down. It's now it's just still sitting at thirty k. If you you're go. if you're interested,
1: it's settling in. It's holding steady at that. <laughs> uh, somebody else said I was a teacher at Round Rock High from ninety four to ninety eight. and We had a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell in the cafeteria, in the cafeteria. And this texture
2: is right too. Cam depends on the buyer. Some people don't like college uniforms and rather it be an NFL jersey.
1: Okay.
3: Well, good thing Texas has you know one of the top. Iconic, iconic uniforms of all time. I haven't heard you guys talk about the Houston Oilers throwback jerseys coming back to the Tennessee
1: Titans rotation
3: this year. <laughs> Any hot takes get, from you y'all? Wanna,
1: you want to get Jeff amped up about this? Oh, no, not me.
2: Amped up. This was my brother.
1: Oh yeah, it's your brother. It was me. I
2: texted my brother because I, I, was, he, my brother was a huge Oilers fan. Like I loved the Cowboys growing up. He loved the Oilers. Like How hit, did that happen
1: in your household? I, I said the guy who's a Rams fan, there, knowing there was a Packer fan, a Jet fan, and a n- Cowboy fan. None of us among my, my three—my
2: older brother, my dad—none of us were Oilers fans. My my younger brother Joe loved the Oilers, and when the when the the Oilers moved to Tennessee, he didn't watch the NFL until the Texans showed up in O two. Like he just did not watch the NFL, so. I mess with him all the time. I'm like, dude, you know, at some point, like, the the Titans, they're going to wear, like, the Haywood Jeffries throwback jerseys. At some point, he's like, they won't do it. He's like, no way. I texted him the screenshot when I saw it on Twitter. I took a screenshot. And I was like, well, they did it. Uh, his immediate response was, quote, I hope whoever decided that gets herpes. <laughs> <laughs> My next response, and yes, the blue oil, Derek, is on the side of the helmet. His immediate response Hope they go 0-16. It'll actually be 0-17, but he's in the heat of the moment. And Derek Hendrick tears his ACL in the first game. So he's taking it well. He's taking it well, clearly.
3: It's probably the same reaction in, from Seattle fans if the Thunder uh, brought back supersonic
1: oh, jerseys.
2: They should do that. It well, would Clay not go over well. It
1: just kind of like the deal with Oilers slash Titans, even though Bud Adams is no longer with us, he... Owned, He owned the Oilers first and then moved them to Tennessee. Uh, Clay Bennett had bought yeah. the, I mean, the Sonics defend. and yeah. then moved them to Oklahoma City.
2: If it was anybody but Bud Adams, he might have just given the NFL the Oilers name back. And be like, here, Houston can have this. Or
1: at least sold it back. I've got
2: something. my stadium. Yeah, whatever. But, man, if there's... I'd like. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a well versed on my Bud Adams trivia. While he was still roaming this mortal earth, did he did he have a home in Houston? Did he go back oh, to yeah. Houston? Uh, okay. uh,
1: uh, yeah. Well, this became his big fu to, to 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 the city because of the fans getting on him and how he had become a pariah. Uh, you know, demanding the new stadium, and then he leaves, and then they immediately pony up for Bob McNair and say, "Yeah, we'll 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 have a new stadium because we're going to get a new team." So. To his dying day, he had no love lost for Houstonians, just as Houstonians had no love lost for I him. I want to say
2: I saw Bud Adams on camera one time. I think it was maybe owners' meetings, and he had his AFC Championship ring on. Yeah, and he said, "Oh yeah, I got a." He said, "I got a ring." He said, "And that one's for Houston, right there." He had it on his middle finger. On oh, Fli- the flipped, AFL
1: flipped. days, yeah. Flipped the f- yeah. No,
2: yeah, he flipped the camera off. He's like, "Yeah, and that one's for Houston." Oh, right there. okay.
1: When they when they uh, when the Titans got yeah. to the Super Bowl against the Rams, yeah. I got you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, It's a shame, too, because he was the charter owner of the Oilers. They won the first two AFL championships in 60 and 61 and lost in double overtime to the Dallas Texans in 62, who then the next season moved to Kansas City to become the Chiefs. And the Oilers appeared in uh, one more AFL title game in 67. So, I mean, he, he had that long record of but, you know, the fans, obviously, are not going to forgive after... Everything that went down, the way it went down, and him moving the club, it, it's understandable. All right, up next, our uh, Flex 30 update. We continue with the preseason All-Flex watch team and uh, watch list for the All-Flex team. And then uh, we'll have a second-hour Longhorn Notebook when we continue to light the tower on the Horn, 104.91019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
0: Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower I'm gonna rid myself in the
1: shade of a this is Light like the tower on the horn somebody on the specs text line said hey Wednesday was cheese enchilada day. The Northeast ISD in San Antonio, delicious. The recipe even printed in the paper. I, I've told this story before growing up in North Carolina. I The extent of Mexican food I had as a kid growing up was Taco Bell. I never had an enchilada until I came to Texas. Had heard of them. You missed na- out. Now, na- uh, Boy, did I. And let me tell you what else I missed out on. You know. Chicken fried steak. You know, I, hey, I never I, even heard of chicken fried steak until I came to Texas. And I used to tell people all the time that God brought me to Texas for three reasons to meet my wife, chicken fried steak, and sour cream and chicken enchiladas, and not necessarily in that order.
2: I had enchiladas last night. Did you really? The old chicken enchilada dinner at Herbert's. Oh, that's awesome. That's strong. Hey, would you like a Wahoo McDaniel fun fact that'll only take two seconds? Yep. Uh, Wahoo McDaniel played on a Little League baseball team in Midland, Texas in the early 1950s. His coach of that Little League team? Yes. How about George Herbert Walker Bush was Wahoo McDaniel's Little League coach? Also, here's another one. Uh, Wahoo would do anything to win a bet. Once drank, some people say it was a quart, but he says, he told Sports Illustrated, drank a few tablespoons of motor oil to win a bet. Told us, I quote, that oil made me sick for months. Every time I'd sweat, I could feel the stuff oozing out. I smelled like an old pickup truck. In those days, I'd do anything on a bet. Eat a gallon of jalapeno peppers didn't matter. Wow. Yeah. What a badass. If you just look up badass in the dictionary, there's a picture of Wahoo McDaniel. We have some more breaking news, guys.
3: Uh, Let's have it. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, reporting that Jim Harbaugh, Expected to get a four-game suspension in latest recruiting probe by the NCAA.
2: He's negotiating that, right? The negotiated suspension. They're
3: discussing an agreement right now that would see him serve a four-game suspension as part of the investigation into potential recruiting violations within the program, according to Yahoo Sports' Ross Dellinger.
2: Sleep at a kicker's house, and this is what happens. And
3: then Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports reported that negotiations between the two parties broke down because Harbaugh, quote, has refused to sign any document or publicly state that he was ever untruthful with the enforcement staff, unquote. See, it's not
2: the it's not the infractions that are getting so him in trouble. Prove? This is the whole. No, this is the whole Des Bryant bit. Yeah, It's not the infraction that the NCAA has a problem. Cover with. Up. It's that you lied about yeah. in your involvement in said infraction. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. OK, we'll continue to monitor that. Uh. Right now, let's hit a Flex 30 update.
0: Flex ATX. For the best high school sports coverage, listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Shout
2: out to Dr. Eckert. Yeah,
1: absolutely, Dr. Greg Eckert. Uh, you're a dentist, correct? He is mine. He is definitely my dentist. You, get your chompers right. Absolutely. The uh, 2024 preseason all flex watch list today profiles the special teams, and that includes the following Wesley kicker, Spencer Burnett. Uh, Elgin place kicker, Peyton Moss. Kai Haruki from Round Rock. You saw him, Gam, and you know how yep. good he is. Uh, Owen Orel from uh, Westwood, their punter. Ivan Rodriguez, the Leander punter. Evan Vosky of Northeast, their punter. Deep snapper Jake Helms from Westlake, who, of course, was, uh, you know, all flex as well uh, last year. Uh, Luca Wilson of Cedar Park, their deep snapper. Another deep snapper, Tristan Compton of Hutto. And then you have returners, Leonard Moore from Round Rock. Heath McCree from Westlake. Bryson Batts from Austin High. Adrian Wilson from Weiss and Vandegrift stand out and profiled in Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Miles Coleman. So there it is. Your special teams update for today. Tomorrow it'll be defensive backs. On the. Uh, on our preseason watch list for the All-Flex
2: team. I'm guessing Leonard Moore, the Notre Dame commit, probably going to show up on that list, too.
1: Just like he just showed up on the returners there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's uh,
2: move on, transition into our Longhorn Notebook.
0: Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook.
2: So just to give everybody something to look forward to, I'm out tomorrow, and you can look forward to me being out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, tomorrow and Thursday. Tomorrow, Craig, a little spoiler. Yeah. I will be over at the... Uh, At the Tito's facility, down on the 40. Okay. Supposed to do a little sit-down with Rodney Terry tomorrow. Excellent. So when I get back on Friday, I'll have some notes from that, just as I had notes from my chat with David Pierce at coaching school. Yep. So look forward to that on Friday. Uh, Not a lot of time in this notebook. I'll just direct you over to Horns Uh, 24-7. You you can get the full breakdown. Also, my colleague Eric Henry has an update on the – Arch Manning-Panini deal, Uh, Hank South and Hudson-Standish and Jordan Scruggs on the recruiting front getting everything you need to know. Uh, I've got some thoughts from Steve Wiltfong, our National Director of Recruiting, on what he likes about the Texas class to this point. And kind of something we were talking about yesterday, Craig. Uh, Chip Brown has a column up that ranks, uh, this is Chip's opinion, not mine, that ranks the games on the Texas schedule in order of difficulty. Okay, take a wild guess what he thinks the most difficult game on the schedule is. For Texas, yeah, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't yes. count.
1: I'll just say September ninth, and we'll just move on from there. Yeah,
2: it's going to be it's going to be the Bama game. Yeah, um, in in order from there, Kansas State, which is the one I talked about yesterday, the Chris Kleiman factor at TCU, understandable. This is where I would tend to disagree with Chip. In order, he goes Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Iowa State. I would move Iowa State. I would probably go Iowa State, Oklahoma, then Tech. Okay, in that order, just because the where. I said it yesterday. Where the Iowa State game falls, Cam? Am I wrong? Does that should that I feel like I'm almost I'm almost irrationally nervous. Those last three State
3: games game. are really tough for Texas
2: at Iowa State. Craig, you've been to Ames in mid yeah. to late November. Yep, only have to do it one more time too. That trip's not fun. Nope. That trip is manageable when the weather's good, but when the weather's bad, it's
1: it can be difficult. It,
2: it sucks. I was there in the freaking fighting tornadoes and monsoons and everything else to get up there on Halloween five mm. six years ago, uh, yeah. whatever that was. Um, and then I just think chip got Kansas too low. He's got uh, Rice, the least difficult, Houston next, which that, that could be a dumpster fire, the Houston season. It's just, that thing feels like it's on the verge of just coming undone. Then followed by Wyoming and then Kansas, the fourth least difficult game. I think KU is going to be a tough out just because of the Jalen Daniels factor.
1: He thinks the Wyoming game will be more difficult than the Kansas game?
2: No, the Kansas game would be more difficult than oh, the Wyoming okay. game. All right. Uh, that's where I would I would disagree with him, too, on that. Just, again, the Jalen Daniels factor. Like, Devin Neal might be the the best player in the Big 12 that nobody really talks about. There's always a good candidate for that guy. Mm-hmm. I just think we, people forget how good he was last year. Didn't have a great game against Texas. Didn't he get he got hurt in the Texas game, though? He mm-hmm. had a neck or... Neal. Devin Neal, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Neck or shoulder, stinger or something. And by the time he got hurt anyway, Lance Leipold was smart. There was no reason to run no. him back out there. It was,
1: nope. It was, it was, was well, well out of reach.
2: There. So... And then, if you're playing, uh, where is this transfer quarterback now? Anybody want to take... Cam, you want to take a guess who the quarterback is for BYU this year? He's on his third um, school in as many years.
3: Uh, Keaton Slovis.
2: You win the prize for today. Keaton Slovis is... Former Pitt Panther. Yeah, former USC Trojan. Just yeah. Just like Texas, will see JT Daniels. That's for right. And for Rice. Okay. So, this, you can go to Horns 24-7, get more of that. But And, again, I think... I think Baylor is too high because Baylor is one of those wild card teams. I have no idea what to expect from Dave Aranda's crew.
1: Before we get to the end here, uh, there was a thing that came out. I normally don't pay too much attention to this group, but they had an interesting thing. It's bookies.com. They looked at the schedule for each you Big are you looking, 12. you getting into some FIBO lines there? Not for me, but this is kind of interesting. They looked at the schedule for every Big 12 team to compute the linear distance each team will travel in miles. For 2023. Care to take a guess at which Big 12 team will travel the most miles this it's season?
2: It's either BYU or West Virginia.
1: You'd be wrong on both counts. Central Florida? There you go. Okay.
2: Then BYU. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. UCF. That's right. UCF people get really pissed off. Yeah, they wanted it to
1: be UCF. Florida. And it says UCF. UCF, number one, 14,914 miles. BYU, second, 12,741 miles. West Virginia, 10,416. Then it goes... Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma, Houston, Texas, uh, uh, 12th out of the 14. TCU and Kansas State travels the fewest miles, 3,240. The Longhorns set to travel 4,147 miles this year.
2: Bevos only lead the state twice.
1: That's it.
2: Tuscaloosa and Ames. Yeah. Let's talk about two very different college football experiences. Although I've been to Jack Trice when it's gotten – it's gotten a little rowdy. Yeah,
1: and I think it probably will be for that last go-around this fall. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. <laughs> so we near the end of the program here today. We'll As be, Bubba
2: Sparks takes us home. Yeah. Or takes uh, me into the next studio for the Blitz.
1: Yeah, and then takes you out of the office for the next two days.
2: Indeed. What is it you got going? What is that You told me. Uh, I've... We don't have child care and the That's wife it. has to work. That's right. So. I remember
1: you scheduled these days on back some time right. ago, but so I can't remember that I'll have
2: a guest with me. Have fun the, with that. Tito's facility tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. We'll be back with you uh, tomorrow for man behind the glass, a uh, producer, Cameron Parker. And for my co-host, Jeff Howell, I'm Craig Way. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned. Uh, Chad and Zay are up next. We'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock right here on Light the Tower.